Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 9, Episode 1, titled Oh My Gaga. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by two seasoned co-hosts. From the podcast, Pod is my co-pilot. Please welcome Taylor the Latte. <laughs> I didn't know if that was a spell thing that was wrong. A spell, a spell thing. Master's degree, ladies and gentlemen. D- did you leave out the boy on purpose? Well, on a previous episode of your show, you said one of your biggest regrets was calling yourself Taylor the Latte Boy because you're not a boy anymore. Yes, but I'm also not a cup of coffee either. Can I just be Taylor? You wake me up. <laughs> Before you go-go. <laughs> Before I go-go. So, uh, yeah. You just want to be Taylor now? Do you want us to change? Do you on the show? Do you just want to be Taylor now? You're sure. Let's, let's just make it. I'll just be Taylor. Oh, okay. Well, here you heard it here first. He is now just Taylor. Are you, are you okay. deeming this as my drag mother, that that is my new name, just Taylor? That's your new name, Just Taylor. Not Taylor. Just Taylor. God damn just it. Just Taylor. Uh, anyway. And from the po- this pe- Once again, we said this last episode, people have been thirsty for this. <laughs> They've been waiting for this. They've been waiting for this kind of This kind of content. In- yes. Quality content. What did you drink? What did, what did you just... Did you drink from a superhero tumbler? I know. I drank from one of those... It's like... A, it's a fake Yeti. It's, so it's a Fetty. Uh-huh. And it's uh it's got the Rebel Alliance logo on it from Star Wars. I'm gonna tell you something. I, I got one of those at Costco, the one that they say it keeps it cold for like twenty four hours. I because I have nothing better going on in my life. I actually did an experiment. No, it doesn't. It does uh, maybe twelve. I've had it in my office at work where I have left my office at five at night and got back in the next morning at eight AM and there is still ice in the Yeti or the Fetty. But is has it watered it down at all? Well, it's water, so yes, it has watered down the water a little bit. Oh, by the way, I want to say something to the audience. And I know, I'm aware we have another co-host. I want to say something to the audience right now. Between episode zero and now, I've tried talking to Taylor on the phone, and he has been so mean to me. What? You are so short with me now. You're very, and like Now when I call, if, if, if Taylor answers, he's like, ugh, What? Bitch, that is a lie. That is such a lie. This morning, this morning I was short with you. I was short with you this morning, but that's because I had literally just sat down on the couch next to my partner, and the phone was in the other end of the house, and the, uh, we we heard you have a ringtone, and my partner just started laughing, and I was like, "Oh God, I just sat down, and then I have to get my fat ass up off the couch," and so that's why I was you should, short. You should have logged that as a big blue test. Speaking of. <laughs> From the podcast, catching up with Mike and Joe, please welcome this week's guest co-host, Mike Lawson. Hey, how, how that was such a long intro. When I used to listen to this, I would like make fun of Daniel. I'm like, just be quiet for a minute. But now it turns out it's close to impossible to get through that intro without saying a word. <laughs> well, but what's funny though is here's the difference: is when Daniel was on, when Daniel was the second person, he couldn't help himself. But Daniel had no problem doing it to Taylor when he was the first person. <laughs> Daniel uh, and I would just have long conversations. I'm excited to join you guys on this, but I have to admit I'm a little bit nervous because I'm. Like, when it comes to RuPaul's Drag Race, I just, like, listen and watch the show and believe everything they say. I'm not, like, looking at the Reddit. I'm not, you know, <laughs> thinking about the edit. I'm not doing any of that like you guys do. So, 
I believe everything. I think that's a valuable perspective because you don't want three Reddit queens on here. Sure. Just being super inside baseball. And Taylor kind of floats in the middle. When RuPaul got yeah. that call, do you remember on the runway? I thought someone yeah. was really on the other end of the film <laughs> when they did that. It's like, who is it? <laughs> you know, let me tell you, I was at a bar watching the show this week, and when we'll talk about this in the show today, but when they said, and someone's coming back, everyone in the bar was like, who is it? Who is it? I'm like, they don't know? Like, everybody in the world knows. In my head, everybody knows exactly who it is. I think I know because you told me, and there's part of me that's a little sad. You you told me who you thought it was, and I, yeah. I don't know if that's been confirmed or not, but there's a little part of me that's sad that I knew that going in. Sure. Taylor, we played a clip of her talking on the show. I know, but that's that's not that wasn't proof positive. Yeah, I mean, there's Darian still... Lake. Darian Lake tweeted, "I don't know who it is, but I'll bet you she has charisma, uniqueness, charisma, uniqueness." <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> Darian Lake's pretty funny. Thank you. Uh, from Rochester, New York, right? Like up in that from area. Rochester. I remember too. You know, we have. This friend uh, who does a, another RuPaul podcast, a fantastic one called uh, The Library is Open. Uh, and it's so fantastic, it hasn't been on in two seasons. Well, and, she's been busy uh, being Miss James Mansfield. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you know what's funny is I would say she, we're talking about, of course, about um, Medea. This Medea is really like if Eureka O'Hara and James Mansfield had a kid. Ah. Uh, where, where I have notes that we'll get to Which, later. By the on. way, by the way, if James Mansfield and Eureka O'Hare really had a kid, it really would just be a slab of bacon. <laughs> Let's just be honest. <laughs> so this is how we're starting the season. This is this is we're just sliding right into the mean jokes. Oh, I know. We're gonna start getting fucking emails. All right. You know, we I say that on my other show, we never get any emails. This one we actually do get angry emails. All right. It's a new season, and RuPaul introduces us to a new gallery of queens. This week, the queens can't keep a poker face when Lady Gaga surprises them in the workroom. On the main stage, the queens represent their hometowns and, for their second look, show off their best Gaga. Nina Bonina Brown is crowned Miss Charisma, Uniqueness, Nerve, and Talent, but wait, there's more. Just as the episode is ending, RuPaul drops a bombshell. A former contestant is returning to the competition. Ladies, name two things you enjoyed about the episode and one thing you didn't. Let's start with our guest co-host, Mike Lawson. Yeah. I I think one thing that I like is the all of the contestants. Like there's nobody that I dislike. I know we're going to I've heard this podcast before, so I know that that's mm-hmm. not going to be consistent across the board, but I feel like everyone is like good enough to be there. There's nobody that I look at and I think that they're out of place. In, I think there's one I would kind of disagree with you about that, but other than that, you're right. Okay, we'll get there because I'm curious who I I I don't I genuinely don't know who you're talking about, and I also it just rhymed loved, with James Mansfield. <laughs> oh, I disagree with you, um, but we'll get there. Um, I also really, I mean, just love Lady Gaga, um, and not in a in a gay way. Like she she's like I don't know an icon, but also just her and RuPaul both have this kind of like calming positive energy that i like get something out of and um so i enjoyed both both of that and i if i had to think of something i hated i kind of hated like the structure of this episode i just was interesting bored the pageant thing was kind of just boring i don't know Mm -hmm. um i like the lady gaga looks and all of that but 
I just the pageant part of it just was I don't know boring to me. Like a, what I'm curious too, like Taylor, if you had to do I don't know Palm Beach, Florida drag, like represent your hometown, like what would you choose? That's that is really challenging. Um, and I started thinking of what like what I would do, and I couldn't come up with anything. Orange County, California, Joe. What? <laughs> I mean, orange. What? Just a big orange. <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't even be trying to be an orange. I'd be like, Joe, oh, look, Joe's an orange. Like, oh, no, I'm just. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Taylor, what were your thoughts? Uh, I, I agree and disagree with Mike on a couple of things. I think that the two of the things that I liked was I liked the introduction of the, the queens. Um, it helped me to kind of get a better idea of who I think I like versus who I didn't. We talked a little bit on the Meet the Queens episode about how ones that I watched them, the fir- I watched all the Meet the Queens the first time and liked some and watched it a second time and changed my mind. Some of them, I kind of changed my mind back. So I like that I, uh, some of them are still pretty fluid in my head as far as what I'm trying, I'm still trying to figure out what what to do with them, you know, as far as ones that I'm rooting for, that kind of thing. And I also really, it's funny that Mike picked up on this too. There was something about Lady Gaga being there that you could tell this was not a, I have an album coming out, so this would be a good promotional thing. She seemed truly invested and supportive and looked like she was having a better time than any of the rest of them. Yeah. The, The fact that when all of them came out in the Gaga looks, that she seemed to have a little story or a little vignette about every single look was 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 a nice it, it, at one point she was beaming and that was that 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 was nice to really watch um, i think she like gets the art of drag because of what she does versus yeah. like latoya jackson comes out and like understands maybe fashion or pop music or something but like do they understand what drag is and i don't know yeah you know, i think gaga really gets that plus she looked fucking amazing when she was on judges panel. I loved that look with the glasses and the suit with the with that with the low cut suit and everything, but that's we'll probably get to that a little bit later on. Um Is that why you're wearing that now? Yes, that's why I'm wearing my low cut my 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 V-neck suit and, you know, my hair slicked back. I'm wearing the red lace thing covering yes. my face right now. That's why I'm wearing that. I'm in the one from American Horror Story. <laughs> You're in the anyway, I'm actually wearing the dress that Aja wore, but it fits me completely full. It's actually a little tight on me. So that's why I'm sitting with my arms straight out like this. Your makeup's better for sure. Thank you. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to that later. Um one thing the one thing that I did not necessarily like about the episode, and this kind of goes back to what Mike was saying and I agreed with, is what there seemed to be a tension with all of the contestants where it was all like almost like they're all I don't know how to describe it, but it's one of these where they're all saying, well, we all kind of have to be nice to each other. But you could kind of tell that they all didn't necessarily want to be nice to each other, but nobody wanted to necessarily be the first one to throw out the bitchy comments, mm-hmm. even though somebody did start throwing out bitchy comments almost immediately, which we'll get to that. But it, there was just something about it that I'm not sure I, I'm still trying to figure out what to do with them, which I understand that that's something that I liked, but that's also something that I don't like at this point. <laughs> Sure. Thank you. So basically, Taylor gave us no answer. Pretty much. I canceled out my... I, Lady Gaga. I liked Lady Gaga on the episode. He he both liked and hated everything. You know what? I'm coming back at you now, Queen, because you've been so mean to me the past six weeks. You know it. I know it. The American people know it. And 
I don't know what 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 what, what was the impetus behind that? Why why did you stop being in love with Joe Batanz? Uh, <laughs> why do I hate America so much? Is that what you're asking? Everyone hits that mark around one year, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Jordan Darling hit it after two hours. We 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 get that point now where this, I, your picture comes up on the phone and I go, <sighs> yeah. Hey, what's, what's the picture you have of me, by the way? A picture of you and I in Vegas. Oh, oh. interesting. I didn't know. You and I, I in Vegas, no but in order for me to blow it up, it's kind of like three quarters of both of our faces. <laughs> because in well, order to well, get Well, why it, do you have to be in the picture? You know what you look like. But anytime I, t- I have pictures of anybody, I have me and the person in the picture. I always he do that. That's strange. I do. Loves I love himself. myself. <laughs> I All the photos I have of people on my phone are just the person. Like, Mike Lawson is, is just a picture of Mike. Well, because you don't like yourself. That's why. No. You know what? That That's not, that's probably, that's probably not far from them. I don't want to see my my fat face. You don't have a fat face. Okay. I want everyone to know that the camera is facing up right now. So if he's really double lying right now. <laughs> right now, I look like a Jabba the Hutt candle halfway melted. <laughs> I snorted. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, let's move on. So what we're the way we're going to structure this show, everybody, is we're going to um, because the show didn't really, as Mike pointed out, um, and as has been pointed on Reddit, you know, on Reddit they're calling this episode zero that the yeah, real that episode starts next week, and that this was sort of an extended Meet the Queens episode, essentially, uh, where you get to meet the queens. They do they show some looks. Lady Gaga's there, but there wasn't because there, there were no stakes. There was no elimination there was no lip sync rue wasn't even in drag which do you guys have thoughts on that because it's not in the script do you guys have thoughts on rue not being in drag i wrote it down um as something that i wanted to bring up like i don't hate it though um i watched it with steve my boyfriend and he he had um he he didn't like it he feels he actually said very specifically that he's intimidated by rue as a man uh but if he saw rue in drag in public he would approach and talk but probably not as a man because it's like more of the celebrity not doing – that's like his real life. I don't know. Um, that makes sense. But I, he's been in dressed as a man more and more. I've seen both in real life, and I find Rue the monster, which is what she calls that character, way more intimidating than Rue Paul Charles the man. Really? Yeah. Taylor, where do you fall on this? Yeah. I I miss the looks. I always miss when she comes out. You know, that's always something that she's going to give us a look that is, in some ways, provocative and controversial that we could talk about. And I guess this was sort of her way of doing that this time. I, my We're only, talking my, about it. Yeah, I guess my, my thought is I guess it was her way – being as it was supposed to be a pageant and it was supposed to be all the focus was supposed to be on the new contestants. It was her way, I guess, of not having the spotlight shine on her a little bit more, even though she was wearing that lemon yellow green thing, which I actually, I love colors like that. So I I would look ridiculous in something like that. So God bless her for being able to put, pull that off. But I hope that's not going to become the norm for the season. And I don't think it is from little clips. That no, I've no, seen. no, 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 no. But she's going back to RuPaul, yeah, yeah. But but it was it, it, for this one, given everything that was going on, I guess it, it makes sense that she was trying to be like a Steve Harvey or a um, who was the guy that used to do Miss America, Dick Clark. No, no, you're talking about the guy from um, Family Feud, Richard Dawson. Did Richard Dawson used to do Miss America? I made that up. Oh, no. There was a guy that did it for years and years and years. And then eventually he became like senile. And at one point they had where he came out and he like was rambling. And another, well, like a co-host had to come out and get him. And that was sort of the last time you ever, Burt Parks. Was that his name? 
Do you have an assistant who just fed you that? How did that just come to I your don't head? Be, I, ask me what I had for breakfast this morning. I can't tell you that. But I remember Burt Parks used to host the Miss America pageant. What did you have for breakfast this morning? I had McDonald's. <laughs> I, had Mc, I had to think about it for a second. I had McDonald's. And what did you get at McDonald's? I had a steak, egg, and cheese bagel and a hash brown. Wait. We don't have that out here. Bagel, I think, is a regional, like, test market. Or not test market, but, like, only in different specific markets. <laughs> I gotta go. Hey, I, gotta- <laughs> I think the three of us should start a McDonald's food review podcast. I would. Oh. <laughs> uh, yes, I would totally do that. And then totally we'll, someone that. should start a podcast about our funerals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we could. So we could all start by taking our blood sugar at the beginning of the episode, and then an hour <gasps> later, after we've eaten, take it in again, and we can Taylor, do high low bets with people. Absolutely, I'm. I'm down. Taylor, that's a good idea. My sugars aren't. My sugars will be up, but yeah. I'm down for doing it. <laughs> we'll call it McDiabetes. <laughs> Mike doesn't like that. All right. So here's how it's going to structure. We've still, how many minutes are we in? We've still not gotten to one queen. So what we're going to do is we are going to break down each queen, kind of like a Meet the Queens episode, but talk about each look. The, the entrance look, the hometown look, and the Gaga look. And we're going to start actually with the first person to walk into the workroom, who, who was, or still is, Peppermint. Taylor the Latte Boy, her entrance look. How would you, you know, Taylor, you're actually good at describing these things. How would you describe her entrance look? Rough around the edges, but having an energy that kind of allows you to overlook that. I didn't think she was as well put together as she could have been. I love the color. I love that teal color. But I, and I did like the fact that she had the little baby hairs I, I get that, but it wasn't necessarily something that really kind of popped to me. I thought it was kind of boxy, or it, it, it didn't it didn't accentuate all any of the right things for me. But I still, I she is my favorite queen, just from an energy standpoint. She just seems like somebody that's put together. Mike Lawson, yeah, I agree with you. Like her personality makes her is what's saving her, in my opinion. Because I, I wouldn't call anything she did boring, but I would say, like, uninteresting, maybe, or just, like, not exciting enough. Um, but I, I like the personality a lot. And oh, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the transgender queen? Yes, it is. Right? So there's a story there that I kind of want to see in here, too. So give me at least a few more weeks. Yeah. I feel like she's bringing, like, Jack K. Harry and the Wiz realness. <laughs> Am I wrong? There is kind of a Jack A. Harry. I can I can kind of see that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh, let's maybe. move on to her hometown. Let's move on to her hometown look. Uh, Taylor, give, describe it and tell us about it. Um, well, she is dressed as kind of Wonder Woman meets the Statue of Liberty with the same fabric that Alexis Mateo used in the American uh, commercial where she do the bam, bam, bam. Come back, baby. I miss you, baby. It is the exact same fabric, right? <laughs> yes. As the, oh. When I saw it, that was the first thing that went through my head. You but got an eye. There seemed to be the dueling uh, Statue of Liberties this this ep- season episode. And mm-hmm. I thought between the two, this was my favorite of the two. I like this one more. Uh, Mike Lawson, what were your thoughts on this uh, Statue of Liberty look? I, I kind of gave you all my thoughts on all three looks because it's very similar. It's just like oh, okay, not bad, but also not great, you know? Uninteresting. You know what? That, that might make it move faster. We'll just do all three next time. But uh, this final one is the Gaga look, uh, which David Bowie meets uh, Lady Gaga with the earrings as his clocked. Um, Taylor, your thoughts on this look? It was okay. 
it, it was it, this, this, I wouldn't have necessarily known immediately what look yeah. it was because I didn't see the Grammys. So when she, when she did the, I, I saw her performance, but I didn't see the runway look. So luckily they had the pictures for all of them next to next, next to the Queens. And it was, it, the brocade in it and everything was just a little, uh, just, just rough. I, I mean, rough would be the way I would describe pretty much really all three of these looks. What is brocade? What the hell is brocade? Brocade isn't that, that's all the little like patchwork and everything. Like if you're looking at the picture right now, the, the, the gold on the, um, on the jacket, on the jacket. Yeah. I, Lady Gaga's actual makeup was much brighter and, I feel like this is almost muted, and I, if you're gonna kind of mimic a look, and like, you almost want to go a little bit more, not a little bit less, right? Yeah, and the one thing that I would say was when they were talking about it in in panel was talking about the idea of putting the lightning bolt over one eye, and I would I would disagree when Michelle said that. I was like, okay, y'all just got done saying that you want to see it more like the original. That wasn't part of the original. Don't give her grief because she's got on the big hoop earrings, but then say you want a lightning bolt that wasn't there. I didn't sure. think that was necessarily fair. And maybe the criticism was just that the earrings are not something that were – it didn't call Bowie because Bowie would have had one, she said, remember that, or it would have been smaller or yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Joey? Um, I'm, Are we allowed to throw my... it back to the host like that on this show? Is I that think it's kind permitted? of strange, but if you want to do it, you're, you're okay. the guest. I'll take it back. It's okay. <laughs> I'll let you but, be in charge um, of the pace. But also, here's the thing. It, well, you know, on our podcast, Mike is kind of like the host. So this would be kind of weird for Mike. I don't think it'll we probably, have a host, but... It'll be kind of weird, I think, for Larry Flick when he guest co-hosts as well. Because he's usually like telling me what to do in his show. I almost said dumb show, but then I'll get a phone. <laughs> um, which he's he's gone to the Taylor side now, too. What is that? The mean? other day... Oh, he's mean to you on the phone, too? Yeah, I called him. He goes, like, he was quiet. I was talking. He goes, are you on drugs? Because you're, <laughs> you're really wired, girl. Like, what's going on? Why are you talking so much? And I was like, oh, he doesn't know this is just me. Yeah, but you on, like, caffeine, probably. Like, yeah, I, was you... on, he, 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 I go, I'm on caffeine. Yeah. 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 There, there's a so, difference uh, when you're on caffeine and when you aren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should have been in caffeine today. <laughs> anyway, uh, so so here's so we're gonna move on to Valentina. Here's the thing with Val- for the rest of the queens, they actually said something when they walked in the room. Uh, Peppermint didn't, which you know what I actually kind of appreciate because remember last year Naomi Smalls was the first one in the wa- workroom yeah. and she walked out and she said, "Check your lipstick before you come for me." I'm like, "There's no one in the room." Yeah, <laughs> who are you talking to? Right? So at least Peppermint Do you think that was, was intentional. Like they were like, "You're first. You don't have to say anything." I just think she's smart, and she was like, she said like, oh, wow, or stuff like that. But you know, I think she was like, why am I going to do my dumb? Sl- I don't know. Maybe she was going to do that anyway, because um, Bob didn't say anything either. So, but what I'm trying to say, it's a black thing, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> black people don't say anything. All right, uh, next up, Valentina, who walked in and went, "Hello, it's me, Valentina," <laughs> which I kind of love how simple it is. It's just, it's not a catchphrase. Just, "Hello, it's me, Valentina." She says her name. And uh, I liked it. Uh, so, well, here's what we're going to do. I like what Mike was onto here is, Taylor, why don't you describe all three looks? Then we'll throw to Mike. He'll give his opinion. And then you'll give your opinion. Does that sound good? Yes. Well, her looks okay. are very Asian inspired. Um, she's wearing a – she comes in in a red dress with big roses in her hair. 
And then her for her runway look, her first one about her hometown is uh, she's dressed as a uh, mariachi who lost a shirt. Um, <laughs> and then her last look is from the uh, fashion New York uh, Fashion Council. Is that I, I don't remember? I don't remember specifically, but it's a it's a black dress with a uh, like an aquamarine mermaid hair type wig and sunglasses. All right, Mike Lawson. What were your thoughts on Valentina and her looks and everything about her? I don't hate her. Um, I'm curious oh. to see what you guys think. I less than a year in a drag or less than a year in drag and already looking like pretty polished. I think um, for you know as much experience as she has, I do kind of. I'm curious to see if she could keep up with like the references that kind of are going to be thrown her way. I remember that that kind of is something that I made me dislike Pearl a little bit, or at least the kind of the character. I was like, keep up with it. Um, and I think with somebody who's kind of young like this, that, that, you know, you run the risk of not really knowing everything that you're going to get. I think she's also really pretty as a woman and like not sexy to me as a man. And um, I started kind of examining a lot of times that's the case. Like if somebody's sexy as a man, I don't find them, like as a I it's I struggle to find them as like a super sexy woman. I don't know. Something in my brain doesn't allow it. Except for Raja. Raja's sexy as both, but um that's my opinion. I okay. feel, can I throw it to Taylor? Am I allowed to do that, Joe? <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Do you want to throw it to Taylor? Taylor, what did you think? I really didn't like her. <laughs> I'm not um, surprised. I I <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> That wasn't in a shady way. Like, okay. I just knowing like what you like about dragons, so I'm not surprised by that. Well, and honestly, though, on some levels, she actually fits what I like about drag in that she is very fishy. That is that is definitely my go to. That's what I like. So in that regards, but there's something, and I picked her as somebody that I thought would go far in our Meet the Queens episode. But there's something off putting about her that I I'm I can't put my finger on it yet. The stupid beret in the interviews that immediately where <laughs> I mean Babalu and I both went, ew, as soon as she came up on the screen. So mm-hmm. we talked about it too. I, I mean I like the idea the mariachi outfit. I actually did kind of like it. It seems like she definitely wants to be known as a Latin queen and because she feels like she brought it up a bunch of times this episode that will get really old really fast if we don't do something that moves beyond just that but Mm. well but again we'll see i I have a feeling she's going to be around for a while i would be really surprised if she went home in the first quarter or so so i think we're gonna we're gonna get a chance to know her a little bit better yeah i'm gonna tell you something i disagree with you guys very strongly i did not like her initially on the meet the queens episode i thought she was kind of weak but actually, I thought all three looks were really strong, um, stronger than um, a lot of the other girls. I know she was clocked for that blue wig and how cheap it looked. But it's, is, is there really a non-cheap way of pulling that wig off? I mean, is there like a, like a really good version of that wig? No, Could that's clearly some- a Party City wig. But that's, yeah. you know, if you look at the pictures that the, from the Lady Gaga's, that's really not that big of a difference other than it, was, it wasn't as full as her hair was when she went to the benefit. Yeah, and then also, like, um, I love the mariachi outfit. I love the call to East L.A. That's one thing is we've had uh, – Adore Delano came close, but we really haven't had, like, a Chicana, you know, kind of style uh, drag queen on the show. We've had a lot of Puerto Ricans because they can work. Does that make sense? 
here in this country because mm-hmm. they're citizens. Um, but uh, you've never really had like a full-on real Mexican-American, which is funny because I've often clocked that, you know, some of the most popular drag queens in drag race history are actually Mexican-American or Latinos, like Bianca Del Rio or Adora Delano. And this is one who actually wears it on her sleeve and it's it's an essential part of who she is. And uh, I actually really like it. I, th- I, I agree with you, Taylor. I think she's going to go very, very far. Mike, did you feel she's going to go far? I'm not good at predicting that. I'm actually kind of... Um, anxious to say yes or no because I'm probably going to be right or wrong and I have, I have no way to kind of predict that. Well, if you're not know. right, you will be in fact wrong. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Why am I, I snorting? Am, I, Why do I keep snorting? I'm going to say um, yeah, they're all going to I end. could list a few reasons. <laughs> what? Well, speaking of, next, Eureka O'Hara. <laughs> she... You're an asshole. She walked in the room and she said, give it up for the big girl serving pure catfish. Taylor the Latte Boy, why don't you tell us about her looks and then tell us what you thought about uh, her looks. Well, it's nice to see former co-hosts of this podcast moving on to being on Drag Race. (laughs) I wasn't going to go there. (laughs) No, I totally would go because especially the interview with the bow tie and the hair, we, Babalu and I both looked at it and went, Donna Elizabeth Sugars. Get so, into it. Get into it. Yes. Um, and when I say that, because she, she's she's a very tall, full-figured queen. Um, that being said, we were trying way too hard with a lot of the humor. But we'll, let me let me get to the looks. She came in first in a, I guess it would be like a latex sort of, almost like '60s housewife dress with the with the pink pencil skirt and then a, a light blue top. Um, her personal look from Tennessee was like a white trash woman holding a baby. And then her Gaga look was the, from the telephone video with the black and white, uh, latex plastic dress, whatever you want to say. I hope they do a check with her in that she figures out that she doesn't have to try as hard as she is. Because a lot of the comments when everybody came in and stuff that were falling flat, at least that's the way they they seem to edit it, were things that I, you kind of want to like her, but you also, she, she could easily go into Ginger Minge territory. Sure. Okay. Mike, what uh, do you Mike think? Mike Lawson? <laughs> See, you get a third cause and fucks everything it fucks up. fucks everything up. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, I actually like her. She reminds me, and when she's dressed as a boy, as Matt, Matt Bellasai. Do you know that kid? I think Buzzfeed. Yes. He drinks the wine. Wine about it. Videos. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. I, he was on Larry Flick with me, and I have tea about him. Oh, I want to oh. hear that. Yeah. We could tea later, I guess. Yeah, I want. Um, I want to hear the tea later. I'll do it on the show. I don't care. <laughs> I think the kid is funny. I like her. I think that she's sassy, but not necessarily. She walks the line of mean, which I think a drag queen, you know, should. Um, like, I think that's kind of part of this whole scene. Um, I'm, I agree with Taylor that, like, uh, you, she's really walking the line of, like, trying a little too hard. And then that's going to make, you know, every joke fall flat in my head because, you know, I'll roll my eyes whenever she says anything. So hopefully she doesn't get too close to the line. I think that her white trash look kind of is the look that tried too hard, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, 
it's just it's too many props and too i don't know too much too much like do you need bloody elbows and a black guy you know like it just was a it was a lot but i think the the opening look when she walked in was good i like her personality and then the lady gaga look was i think also really good and um i appreciate it can i say something too about the trying too hard real quick before before we hand it off to joe the moment when she was talking to lady gaga in the workroom yeah she did something that angers me and that is that we were trying to have a moment she called you We were trying to have a moment. We were trying to have a Laganja moment where we were doing the, I don't want to say fake crying, but there was crying with no tears. Okay. And that is, that that's a classic manipulation thing. I see that in my practice all the time that oh. I, and I call people on it now, whereas before I was just like, okay, girl, you say what you got to say. But now I, I call people on it because it's not being genuine. And while I think that some of the things that she said were very nice, it felt too much like a, this is my moment kind of thing. And she like re- jumped at the chance to be able to do it. So that kind of left a not great taste in my mouth for the rest of the episode with her. Okay, Joe, what do you think? I don't know. Maybe it's a self-hate thing. I, I don't like very strong personality fat people. I don't know why. I always feel that they're always a little, to use to a term, extra. And I felt Eureka O'Hara was extra. Had she pulled back 15%, I think she would have been fantastic on everything, on her looks, on her personality. Did you, you know, we haven't brought this up, but did you guys watch Untucked? Yes. No, I did not. Um, Untucked was good, and she was very extra on this Untucked. She went after James Mansfield. She's gotten a, a bunch of... Uh, uh, flack for it, which for which to her credit she has apologized for going after James on the show, and you know I just sort of feel even with the, you know the entrance look doesn't bother me, and even her Gaga look, but I felt sort of the um, the hometown look was very reminiscent of Ginger Minj. I think it was, I think it was very in Ginger Minj's wheelhouse. That's a look I could have seen Ginger Minj doing on the show. So she kind of uh, did in the John Waters. The egg song. I mean, she had the crazy yeah, yeah. hair and the, and the makeup yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that. So, yeah. So I think uh, I, I think she's gonna be around for a little bit. I don't know. Maybe she won't last long on the show. Who knows? I, I can't tell with her. She seemed a little extra. Okay. No, you know what? I'm sorry. Double extra. Yeah, let's be honest. Triple extra. <sighs> all right. What's wrong with that? Next into the workroom. What's right about it? (laughs) (laughs) Next into the workroom, we have Charlie Hyde, who came in and said, hi, hi, hi. It's about to get shady in here. Taylor, why don't you tell us about her looks, and we'll throw it to Mike. Um, She had a stupid look walking into the runway, um, or walking into the workroom. It was a, it looked almost like a foam cutout that had a set of sunglasses hanging around a chain. Like poster Um, board almost. Yeah, she kind of looked like a sandwich board. And then she looked like Madonna on the Mayflower for her look for Boston with a tragic attempt to cut away to a sexy pilgrim. And then her final look was the look from, I don't remember what it was from, but it was, it's a, it's a completely floor length white outfit with a huge lace mask that goes into a tall wig, tall blonde wig. Okay, Mike, what were your thoughts on uh, all your thoughts? Looks and everything on Charlie Hyde's. Everything Taylor said I agree with. I think that I I do like 
um, Charlie Hydezo. I think that um, they're certainly going to try to make his age a thing, right? I feel like it's been brought up plenty, um, and it's going to kind of become a thing. Um, the um, Pilgrim look with the tearaway, I think, was could have been kind of interesting if she landed the ta- tearaway right. Um, and I think the shoes made it because you kind of don't tell, you can't tell that that the shoes were there and then you tear away and you're like, Oh, interesting. But the execution was bad. And then the lady Gaga look, I think was spot on. I think that the wig and the lace and all of that was really good. And I give her credit for that. And I think I like her and I hope that she lasts a long time. She's one of my favorites. Oh, nice. Uh, Taylor latte boy. Oh, I'm sorry. Just Taylor. Just Taylor. Um, I think that she weaves, uh, I don't want to be, reductive with her but i feel like we've seen this storyline with chad michaels before um and that she is the older more seasoned queen yeah that's had a lot of plastic surgery. same same that, plastic um, surgeon <laughs> yeah that is we're tr- we're putting our that that is already known i mean a lot of them made reference to the fact that they've watched her youtube videos before like everybody kind of knew who chad michaels was um that being said i i i, I do like her I initially in the Meet the Queens, I didn't like her. I didn't like the weird accent, uh, the Boston slash London accent that she has going on. But I think that she will be a sensible person in a potentially nonsensible workroom. I, I don't know if nonsensible is a word or not, but just she she could be a a a, a centering for some of the other people if she, if they if they show her if she plays her cards right. You know, I like her very much. Uh, I actually love the entrance look. I think it is fierce. I think it is so cool. I think it's one of the better entrance looks we've had in a while. Uh, I love the glasses thing. It actually reminds me, remember when Raja walked in with that like eye on mm-hmm. her head? It had like a sort of uniqueness about it that I really liked. The Pilgrim was an unfortunate sort of tearaway thing. I actually did not like the Gaga look at all. It seems like something like... Phyllis Diller would, in fact, even with that background, like Phyllis Diller would have worn that on the Sunny and Cher variety show. <laughs> I could see that. You know, in some sort of wacky, you know, like um, uh, French Revolution sketch that they were doing on there. And uh, and so I wasn't, in fact, you know what's funny is I think she looks great for 52. I think she looks fantastic, even with the plastic surgery, which we'll get to this as well, is HD was not friends to any of these queens. Yes, I that is on that is on my list of notes is that HD yeah. was is terrifying for with a couple of them. But yeah. So, but I think for some reason with this Gaga look, she looks super old with this look. I don't know her age, maybe with that pose right there in the picture she just looks really much older than the other queens, older than usual. Well, but think about it though. I mean, all it is is the only part of her face that you're really seeing is her, the tip of her nose and down jowls. so she can't she doesn't really get a lot of anything with, with contouring or or changing things with eye makeup that sort of stuff and it's all white so it's going to wash her out and it's lace and we often associate lace with older people yeah so it does cut you add all of that together and it makes her it ages her immediately as soon as she comes down the runway i would even say that there was like a bit of discomfort you could see in kind of like the way she was holding her neck and head. Cause she had this big headpiece, and that kind of made her posture um, weird. And maybe that yeah. aged her a little bit too. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up pheromone. She walks into the room and she says, so this is what it looks like. Taylor latte boy. Why don't you tell us about pheromone and then give us your thoughts on her looks. Pheromone came in the room with a long platinum blonde wig and wearing a outfit that, 
reminded me of something Rose McGowan wore to the MTV Music Awards years ago. It's like a chainmail see-through thing and Fruit of the Loom underpants. Uh, then her look was – her uh, Vegas look was a red and gold outfit with a big headdress. And then finally her uh, Gaga look was the robe from the Alejandro video, which apparently there was something underneath, but she chose not to cut away. But we'll we'll talk oh. about that later. Um, pheromone, I, the the chainmail thing. I made the joke about the fruit of the loom underpants, but if those had been a nude colored underpants, I would have liked this outfit a lot more. But they would they were the little boy cut panties were distracting to me, and I did not like that. That being said, again, one of our taglines for the show. Um, I liked her more this episode than I thought I was going to on a personality. But when we did the meet the Queens, I did not like her at all. And there's something about her that I think I I'm, I'm going to give her a second chance for lack of a better word. And hopefully she doesn't, she doesn't fail me, but uh, I like the Alejandro. I liked the robe too. And I liked the fact that she mentioned that it was her natural hair. And I liked the way it looked kind of slicked back. I thought it was a, I thought it was a good look. So, and she's very, she's very pretty as a boy. She's not my type, but she's, you know, I can see where I can see where certain people may be all gaga about her, so to speak. Mike, what do you think? That was a pun. (laughs) I think this pheromone is the perfect example of why I'm glad this was kind of an episode zero. Nobody's going home because I I wouldn't be shocked if these three looks sent her home. But at the same time, like you just said, I feel like maybe something's going to come together and it's going to be good. I think that the Lady Gaga look was boring. You saw a face and that was it. And I don't know. The Vegas look was like so costumey, but like, wasn't it like almost like Wild West Vegas or something? Yeah. Like, it was bizarre. Um, I actually really liked the look that she wore when she came into the runway. Uh, but I'm curious to see kind of what what else she can give us because I'm, I'm not um convinced that i'm gonna love her but i think that i might <laughs> she could easily be a miss fame without the bitchiness okay yeah yeah, yeah. totally the, bitch- the bitchiness was the only thing that made fame interesting to me so okay <laughs> that could be that, that that could be problematic sure joe um yeah joe what do you think when did I stop being the host of this show? I'm not a big <laughs> fan of this. <laughs> Wait, does Pheromone do Christina Aguilera? Somebody mentioned it um, when she walked in the Charlie. Room. Charlie mentioned which was it's Christina. She may. Aguilera. I think she may. I think she may do it. I'm not sure. We should. I'll look into that. In the Gaga look, she looked a lot like Aguilera. I so, know. so Pheromone is one of these people that uh, I have changed my opinion of since uh, the Meet the Queens episode for the negative. Actually, I, I thought she would be stronger. I don't like this initial look. It was a little too boy for me in a wig. Um, also, the Vegas look I thought looked really kind of cheap. You could again, HD is not the friend of these drag queens, and you could sort of see the cheapness of the fabric in HD. However, I actually did like the Gaga look a lot. I wish you know I'm kind of glad she didn't do the tearaway. To be honest with you, I know do that you, was a criticism, but I don't do you, know. Do you guys know what was underneath? Because yeah. I yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's an untucked. It's like a black. Latex outfit, right? It's like a cat suit, like a rubber cat suit that has these enormous boobs on it that have the nipple, the nipples come out to like arrowheads kind of, where they're these pointy. Yeah, it was, it was really where she, she, 
showed it to Gaga in the Untucked and said I was going to do it. And then I stopped myself and she said, you should have listened to your intuition. She goes, because that would have changed the entire, that would have changed the entire look. And it was, I mean, they only really showed it from the the stomach up, but it was, it was like, oh yeah, that would have been very cool to see that. Hmm. What a bummer. All right. Next to another workroom was Sasha Velour, who just came in and screamed and then did like one of those like, oh, now I'm coughing because I screamed. Uh, Taylor, why don't you tell us about her looks and then we'll throw it to Mike. Sasha came in wearing a black ensemble with a black Burger King crown on and then changed her Burger King crown to yellow and came in in a Keith Haring a New York queer artist inspired ensemble holding a heart and a uh, a look like an Andy Warhol type print of her. And then her Gaga inspired was from the applause video with a uh, flowy sheer, what I don't know what you'd call it, uh, scarf and her face all done up in the applause video with the with the smeared makeup against white face. All right, Mike, what were your thoughts on Sasha Velour? So Sasha Velour, well, first of all, the scream, I was like embarrassed for her because it was like, <laughs> didn't land. It was awkward and weird. Yeah. But that being said, I feel like she's one of my favorites. I think I probably have said that five or six times already about different queens um, while we're recording this, but I like her a lot. The Jughead crown kind of thing is interesting and maybe will continue. And I kind of hope it doesn't because you've done it twice already and I'm done with it. Uh, but this uh, New York look, I think, was spot on. They gave her criticism that holding the painting maybe was too much, and I wouldn't immediately disagree with that. I think that it could have been edited down a little bit. And then the Gaga look, I liked a lot, but it didn't it feel, just because there was no hair, there was no eyelashes, there was no really even, I don't know, it just felt very manly. Um, so that was it was kind of hard to kind of not see him as a man during that look. Um, and I'm curious because since you guys are like RuPaul experts, like, are there queens who have gotten criticized for being bald all the time? Isn't that something I've heard of before on here? And do you think that she's eventually going to throw a wig on? I was curious about that at some point. There are certain queens on here that I can already almost hear Michelle saying, we've seen you three weeks doing this, do something different. And I could see it because she kind of classifies herself as a bald queen that eventually Michelle's going to say, we need to see you in a wig. We need to see something different from you. Um, I think the princess, the was, princess was, was bald, but she, I think she wore a wig a couple of times and, and Angina was bald. Yeah. But Angina oh, always yeah. had a little hat or a little like spit curl or something. She always had something on there. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that they've necessarily gone full tilt, get out, you're bald. But at some point, I can almost guarantee Michelle will comment on the fact that she's bald. I was going to say my thoughts on Sasha Velour are, uh, if you just see her in pictures, it's stunning. You're like, give her the crown now. But there's something about her voice that drives me up the fucking wall. I cannot stand her voice. It's like a like a snotty uh, Alaska. Well, it's vocal fry. She's got the vocal fry thing going on. But it's really annoying. Yeah, and but but it's also deep. You know th- that that's one of those that I've seen with, and I understand that they're you know messing with gender I- gender ideals and that kind of stuff. But that is something that frustrates me when queens, when they're in their persona, talk, you know, with their regular their their normal voice. It's it's I I want to kind of hear 
a more feminine, a lighter inflection that I hear. And that, that is something that is, is frustrating to me. Um, and I could see as being annoying that the, the Gaga look was probably as far as the makeup, that is one of my favorite Gaga looks from the applause video. I love that hall with the bright colors all smeared and everything. So, and I thought she nailed that. You talked, Mike, you talked about it being masculine. I think that if she had just come out without the white, without the sheer white stuff, it would have come out. She would have been much more masculine, but that whipping that thing around her like it did really genuinely helped her to kind of sell the the more feminine ideal. Yeah. And it's hard too because the look, she did the look, it was identical. It was like true to the actual look. So like would adding eyelashes be something that they would criticize since the original didn't have it. So I don't know. I'm just kind of talking in circles. I'm all about her looks. I I don't know if I like her teeth. It's like the opposite of Alyssa Edwards. Alyssa Edwards, I don't really like her as a drag queen, but I love her television personality. This is the opposite. I love Sasha Velour's looks. I do not like her television personality. Moving on, Alexis Michelle. How do you like them egg rolls, Mr. Charles? Is what she said. What a stupid phrase. Uh, Taylor, why don't you tell us about her looks and then just tell us about what you thought about her? Um, She came in kind of in in a dusty purple ensemble a spangled ensemble that was not flattering at all um and a purple wig and then she had a large fan thing i don't know what you would call that that she kind of brought up over her uh for the new york look and had some uh inspirational things written on the front like black lives matter equality equal wage for pay um and then her gaga look was when gaga was at the golden globes and in a floor-length, beautiful uh, repli- replication of a Donatella Versace outfit. Um, as far as she goes, Alexis Michelle as a boy, Ding. I have a huge crush on. She is so cute as a boy. That, that, that is definitely she. She's swarthy and stocky, and I like that. So that was very when she when she came on, we both kind of went, "Oh, hello, well, who are you?" Um, I thought the first outfit was just not flattering at all. I don't know if that midsection was on purpose or what, because I've watched videos. I've seen a couple of videos of her and pictures of her at least lately. And she doesn't have that in, um, in other photos. So, uh, the, the New York look I thought was boring and Mm -hmm. she could have done so much more with, um, I'm also not a big fan of the bright blue contact lenses. I think that they're distracting. Um, her Gaga look was, while some might consider it to be boring because it wasn't the outlandish Gaga, it was probably my favorite look of all of the Gaga looks because she looked beautiful. She looked breathtaking. Mike Lawson? I I agree with all of that. I feel like she's pretty. I think she's put together. I think she's polished. I don't. I also think she's super sexy as a boy. So going back to how I said a lot of sexy boys aren't sexy females to me, this this one breaks that rule. But there's something missing. Like I like her. I think that there needs like something quirky or like an edge. Give me like a weird hat or like I don't know something like not necessarily like costume or blood or you know a Sharon needles, but like just something that isn't just like pretty female i don't know i need something more she could potentially take herself too seriously because i know that she wants to be a broadway she what she she even said she goes i want to perform on broadway um that's that's my ultimate goal and i could see her not wanting to go too crazy because she's afraid it'll take away from that potential 
those future opportunities. Right. Joe. I, uh, you know what? I, I don't, I, I think she's cute as a boy as well, but that entrance look is one of the worst looks I think has ever come in on the entrance. Of your, this is the, the first impression you're making. Someone on Reddit looks like she stole that belt from a leprechaun. <laughs> and I could see that. And it's just, it's just an awful, awful look. It looks like something that like, like someone would have worn in Superman two, mm-hmm. you know, try like Valerie Perrine would have worn that. Um, is that the one that played uh, Lex Luthor's girlfriend, Miss Tessmacher? Miss Tessmacher? Yeah. Was she in the second one? I, I don't no, know. she wasn't the second one because they went in the the hot air balloon up to the fortress. Now you're going to go me to gab me down, go down a rabbit hole with that. But yeah, no, she is in the second one. <laughs> yeah. Um, the New York look, I thought, I, you know, I'm a big fan of the dramatic fan that comes out, but uh, you're right, the, but the outfit, but th- that distracts from the stupidness of the outfit. <laughs> and then I actually do think the Gaga look is kind of boring. I'll be honest with you. It's not my favorite look. It's not my least favorite look, but it's not, it's not my favorite look. And, uh, and I, I wasn't, I'm, I, I'm not a fan of her drag. I'm just not. It, but it's not bad. It's, it's just not, not bad. It's, it's mediocre. Yeah. Okay. Would you say safe? Would you yeah. say there's a safety to it? There's a safety to it, but I I don't know if she even makes it to snatch game. Do you at this I mean maybe, but I don't know. Well at this rate I wouldn't say so. Yeah. Alright. Next up, Shay Coulee. She came in and said, My name is Shay Coulee and I didn't come to play. I came to slay. Taylor, why don't you go ahead and tell us about her looks, and then we'll throw it to Mike. Uh, very banji girl wearing, I think that's pearl on her mm-hmm. on her dress, um, and then with with somebody said, I, lo- I love the Muppets, um, and these weird like aquamarine platform boots. Uh, her hometown look was hot dog inspired, uh, with a big hot dog on her head and hot dog almost like Princess Leia buns on her sides, and then her look uh her her gaga look was if somebody shot the swan that bjork wore to the academy awards it was it was <laughs> apparently a look from her uh monster tour oh you know what's so funny is i we watched this today oh sorry sorry go ahead mike what, what do you have to say i just got thrown by this look mike what were your thoughts on shea coulee i would give Shea Coulee, the award for most potential to surprise me like i feel like there's something that's gonna you know, be presented that I'm going to love. I I can tell the bitch. I'm from Chicago thing. That's, um, a mystique from untucked. Right. You guys remember that bitch. I'm from Chicago. Um, yeah, it's one of the most iconic lines in drag race. Herstory. I know she has stuff online. Um, and she can perform. So I feel like she's gonna, she's gonna surprise us. I hope so. I think the hot dog Chicago thing, she looks like kinky boots a little bit, but like I like it. I think she knows, you know, what she's doing. Um, her Gaga was very disappointing. It was so basic and half-assed, but uh, the rest of it kind of makes up for it, in my opinion. Taylor, the latte boy. I'm so I gotta I gotta teach myself. No, it's okay, Taylor. It's okay, Taylor. Um, I she surprised me. She surprised me in that when we did the Meet the Queens, I kind of remember not liking her and thinking, oh, she's setting herself to be up to be a villain this season. And I didn't get that at least initially. And the the bitch I'm from Chicago made me laugh. Um, she seems to whereas Alexis Michelle didn't seem to have any sense of humor. She seems to be 
have a sense of humor with her with her drag aesthetic, and I'm hoping that I, I I'm I think she's going to go pretty far. You know, it's so funny. So I have her in my top three. I think I had her in my top three on the Meet the Queens episode. One of the listeners put together a fantasy league. Is that what it is? What are those things called, Taylor? Mm-hmm. Like a fantasy football type league. Yeah, yeah. But and, and so we had to choose our top three, and she was in my top three for that. But she is the one of all the three that I kind of regret right now after this first episode. I feel she didn't come out as strongly as I thought she would come out. I'm not a huge fan of this entrance look. Um, I think it looks a little cheap. You know, mm-hmm. um, the hot dog look I thought was disappointing, seemed a little obvious. And then the Gaga thing is I rewatched the episode. But I think I was so focused on the split screen because she was talking about how Jim Henson had designed it. So I don't think I actually looked at Shea Coulee. I was looking at I was trying to see what Jim Henson did. Mm-hmm. And you're right. When you see this picture, you can tell it's not nearly as detailed as the original look. Like, not even close. And I wonder almost kind of. And I'm not trying to be shady here at all. I wonder almost if it's a cultural thing in that she's just not a Lady Gaga fan, right? I don't mean culture in terms of blackness. I'm just talking about yeah. in terms of what she consumes in terms of gay culture. Like, I'm, like the same thing would be true of me. Like, if you told me um, you have to make a, a Lady Gaga look. Like, I like Lady Gaga in terms of the songs that I have, but I wouldn't know her looks, you know? And it seems like, you know, you have those two weeks to come up with the looks, that they tell you you need to bring to the show, and she like whipped this together. That's what it looks like. It looks like, oh, I don't know Lady Gaga's looks. Let me whip this together. Well, I disagree. I disagree, though. Like You look at a picture, and the picture of the dress that she picked has like very clear like um, spike angular things that are just missing. Like If I were to draw the silhouette of this actual dress, I would have those spikes. And like you need the same kind of silhouette in... In the dark, it should look the same. Isn't that what I'm saying? Kind You're of. saying culturally, she just doesn't get Lady Gaga. I'm saying you don't even have to know who Lady Gaga is. You look at oh, the picture. Oh, I see what you're it saying. It should just oh, okay. look like the picture. It doesn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Taylor. Uh, it's just it's a mess. There's no form to it. You can't tell where it starts and where it ends. It's when it's she awful. was when she was walking the one the 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 length of it. I kept thinking she's going to trip on it. Because it just it didn't it did, it was not flattering in any way shape or form. Yeah. So she kind of reminds me of who is the one that um, that was Manila Luzon's boyfriend that passed away. Sahara Davenport. Sorry, Sahara. Da- I kind of get a Sahara Davenport feel from her, uh, but I also I know Sahara Davenport was an amazing dancer too. But I, I just there's something I I don't know. And I, I like Sahara, but I didn't necessarily like these looks. But I'm hoping that Shea Coulee surprises me. I, I'm looking at the picture here, but is that wig bordering on what Donna Sugars would call thirsty? Well, it's got the weird chunks of the bright yellow versus where versus the blonde that I, I did when ever Gaga had when she went through that phase with like the telephone video and stuff. I hate that because it always just looks thirsty and crusty to me. So, but it looks like she kind of tried to spray paint a wig and ran out of paint or something. It's just, it's not a, it's not a good, the whole look is just a big mess. Moving on, Trinity Taylor. She walked in and she said, oh, I can't believe I'm going to say these, this phrase. The body is here, bitches. <laughs> Taylor, why don't you go ahead and tell us about her looks and then tell us what you thought of her. Well, first of all, I'm changing that to where that's my text message alert whenever you text me from now on. That's you saying that. Um, she came in. I'm going to do that too. <laughs> 
Um, she came in in a teal, like, Bob and some crazy superhero tore up outfit with her ass hanging out the back of it. Um, then she had a outfit that was clearly inspired by theme parks, but could not use any sort of Disney logos on it. So it's just a generic <laughs> roller coaster spray paint, something you would get at the boardwalk in 1987, some airbrush type <laughs> outfit with an enormous flaming asshole on the back of it. Um, and her Gaga look was inspired by American Horror Story. I am not a fan of hers at all. This She did nothing to kind of win me over to her side. Astigmatism? Uh, yeah, this, I have astigmatism oh. written down. I, there's astigmatism attached to pageant queens. Um, I, I think the most distracting thing about her is she clearly has fake teeth, but they're too small. So she has weird oh. little baby, like perfect white like tic-tac corn kernel it, it, there's something about it that's when she when she smiles she kind of she she has this weird like old italian lady fake teeth smile thing that it's i've seen in some of my old aunts that it's it's distracting interesting mike lawson what were your thoughts on trinity taylor i love as i told you i like all of them so there are good things i could talk about um i would say she was my least favorite though um the look she came in to the workroom with it's fascinating me. Like, I don't understand where her shoes begin and where her, like, clothes end. That's really... Uh, there's something interesting there. Um, also, to uh, to maybe devil's advocate with the stigmatism thing, I as a person who does podcasting, like, I've said really stupid things. And I kind of understand if you put a camera in front of somebody and have them talk for hours, there's going to be some stupid things that you capture. And so I'll give her a little bit of credit there. But the the this weird theme park thing, it really does look like it should be on the side of like a truck, like a airbrushed on the side of somebody's like lowered truck that they ride around. <laughs> the, this, you know this, what I mean? Yeah. The side of a building that sells saltwater taffy at Ocean City, New yes. Jersey. That's that's yes. what it that's what it looks like. That was a strangely specific. <laughs> I know exactly what he meant though. Yeah. And then the bizarre butthole on the backside was also um, hard for me to understand and then the gaga um um horror what is that american horror story look mm -hmm. Meh, i don't know you know so I, I just wasn't really impressed didn't i wasn't in love with the character um you know outside of drag either so i wouldn't be sad if this um queen went home on the sooner side but that being said i still think that there's a lot of talent and i i, I wouldn't be disappointed if she was around for a while either i still I still hold to my um, uh, prediction that she will be either the first one to go or she will be in bottom two at the first challenge. If this is if this is any indication to what we're going to see with her, she's not going to be around long. Hmm. Joe? I don't like her at all. I think oh. she's annoying. I don't like her look. I don't like this first entrance look. It looks horrible, right? It looks like she's trying to be uh, like trashy orlando drag queen version of a theme park character doing ursula from little mermaid this horrible horrible i, I told you i like the big drama like flag thing that's a horrible like what is that you're right i can't top the saltwater taffy store in, in jersey uh reference i feel like taylor's been to that store i, I have. have i feel like he's naming a specific store 
And uh, this this American Horror Story, it was interesting that she chose that look. But you know what? If she, you know you know what kills it for me, it's the dress is right, the glove is right, the look is right, the wig, everything. It's the shitty way she applied the fake blood. Like it looks fake and yeah. too much. Ugh! It looked like a horrible like Halloween costume. I don't like her. I haven't watched that season yet, so I mean, I I know the I know the twist for it, but I just. I, I was sort of like oh. was it a twist. Well, I mean, I, I know show. I know what the what the horror story is about. You didn't necessarily know going into the season what it was going to be about. Unlike some of the other ones where they talk about coven or you know asylum that kind of stuff. Other than it took place in a hotel, that was the only thing I know. But I, I this doesn't make me want to watch that season. Let me put it that way. Have you watched other seasons? Yeah, I've watched Coven and uh, Freak Show. I'm trying to buzz through this because we've been recording for a very long time and we still have to get through these. I'm trying to like, sorry everyone listening, but there's not as many like jokey asides. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we gotta go into come more. That's what I hate about these like first episode parts. Hi, Mike. Is that um, you have to get through so many of these like drag queens and their looks, and that's all. Cause that's what the whole show was was these looks. I like it better when it's like an acting challenge or like a like a dumb challenge. You can just buzz right through them. Anyway, Kimora Black, is it me or is it hot in here? Taylor, why don't you tell us about her and then we'll throw it to Mike. Um, She's gross. That's all you say. Uh, she came in in a, I guess, like a sheer fishnet catsuit uh, holding a, a purple fur. And then she wore another catsuit, fishnet catsuit for her Vegas look. With a big headdress. Excuse me. What the hell? I don't know what the hell that is. What is that noise? <laughs> and Do you have a troll living inside you that's trying to escape? And <laughs> then she had on a, another cat suit um, with leather and a little cap for her gaga look. Um, I who's who's supposed to go next? Mike, Mike, Mike. What do you think about Kimora Black? I didn't hate her with the from the Meet the Queens video. In fact, the Meet the Queens video made me want to see so much more of her, and I was so excited. And then I got let down this episode. I feel like the Gaga look was not didn't even. I mean, it was black and tight, and those that's kind of where the similarities ended. I didn't think it was like a. A literal translation of it. The Vegas look was boring. Mm-hmm. Um, this the when she walked into the workroom, I was I, the look was okay, but I think that there's something. And maybe this is kind of like social media ruining some of this. Like she is exciting to look at, but then when you like talk to her, I'm not I'm not feeling the same energy I felt when I saw a photo. I felt that way about um, Kimchi for sure, mm-hmm. um, and then I. There is also just like a energy that's similar to Pearl, which Pearl disappointed me because she like the energy was low, but then also like self-awareness wasn't there. And I hope that Kimura has more kind of self-awareness and will be able to kind of use her character for good instead of allowing it to eat her alive. So um, I hope that she'll be around for a little bit. She's one of my favorites. (laughs) Is she really one of your favorites? No, I've said that for, I think, every queen so far, so I'm just keeping it up. <laughs> yeah, I found her kind of hateable. I I didn't, I never noticed that everything she wore was a cat suit, but uh, I think you're right. And uh, I know you're right watching these three looks, but I, you know, Naomi Smalls did the same thing last year where everything was a goddamn like uh, bikini. What did she wear? 
It was always the same look yeah. last year with Naomi Smalls. And I, I wonder if she's going to be the same thing where they just rely on that body. But like, but again, I didn't hate Naomi Smalls. No, I liked Naomi Smalls uh, at, the, at the end. Like, yeah. I didn't in the beginning, but I fell in love with the character. And that could the same thing could happen here. I okay. Speaking of the relying on that body, I do, and she's not the only one, quote unquote, guilty of of this. But I don't get the weird, ridiculous padded hips. Mm-hmm. I get that you're trying to get the female shape, but it's almost like where they go to this Barbie doll type dimensions, and it and it there's somebody else coming up that has similar a similar yeah. look that I it's it takes me away from the illusion, and it's like. I don't get it. The mouse face didn't do it for you. No, the, no, like, the, the, well, we're going to get to her in a minute. But I mean, just that whole like the I, it's weird. It's I, I guess mm-hmm. that's the new thing that we're seeing. And I don't I, I don't like it at all. It's it's yeah. a trend. It's a trend that we're seeing on the show that I don't care for. You also, Taylor, we've talked. You don't like like the bearded queens. That's kind of a look that, you know, get to happens places because it it doesn't click in your brain you've told me that yeah so i wonder if like this looks unnatural so you're it is hard for you to kind of yeah I, I want the illusion i want i grew up at a time that when you would see drag queens or female impersonators on tv it was they were always trying to they were always trying to be a celebrity but there was always where you could kind of tell they were a guy but you couldn't tell they were a guy and that's what i like that's what i'm drawn to so mm-hmm. this is while you know as a woman she's another one that hd does not do her any she's got not great skin and it does not do her any favors sure but it that that has kind of has nothing to do with the other thing but as far as the the illusion of the figure and everything i i don't like this i don't like it and i won't stand for it joe okay i I think i gave my thoughts on her let's move on to james mansfield where she had a puppet come in and she said Hi, shapeshifters. I can't. That voice was annoying. And uh, again, we're running really long, but I could do a whole show on my hatred of James Mansfield. Uh, Wine, tell us about her looks, Taylor, and then uh, tell us about what you think of James Mansfield. Well, James Mansfield came in as a boy in a pink dress, and then her hometown look was a boy in a cow dress, and her gaga look was a boy in a purple dress. Wow, mean. I do not like her at all i i don't i know that everybody hopes that she's going to be you know the miss congeniality or whatever like that i i don't i of all of the queens that are there and people that are put together there is something about the wig and the way she does her makeup and all that kind of stuff that i i just don't i don't like her i don't like and i know that if you watch untucked i know a couple of the queens kind of come for her that's not what I'm talking about because she does look terrified through the entire episode and through Untucked as well. But she she does she doesn't belong there. As far as I'm concerned, she doesn't really belong there. I, if she surprises me, that would be amazing. But at this point, I think that that that's not going to happen. She's like, a, she's a little too quirky. Do you guys get Untucked? Like, do you use cable? Is that how you guys watch TV? It's I have, on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Oh, it's on YouTube. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to check it out. I so I know this is an unpopular opinion. It's an unpopular opinion in my house. It's an unpopular opinion with my boyfriend Steve. I think James Manfield is my favorite from this episode. I like I think the sense of humor is funny. Okay, the Betty Rubble cow look what it didn't land. But I I like what she's doing. 
I feel I love the kind of drop dead gorgeous character that she plays. I think she's funny and I hope that she's able to kind of show us what she's got before it's too late because I feel like she hasn't delivered it yet, mm-hmm. but I see it and I'm excited for it. You'll so, like untucked. If if you really feel okay. that way about you you will you will let me, let me put this way, you will appreciate untucked especially a conversation she has with Lady Gaga. Good. Great. So this is very interesting because so there is a large contingent of people who just cannot stand James Mansfield. But what's funny is there's also an equally passionate but smaller community of people who just get it and like James Mansfield. I happen to be in the larger contingent. She annoys the hell out of me, but Mike's not alone. There are a lot of people who totally get it and say, like, let her show her stuff. She has a fully realized character mm-hmm. and you're not being fair. And so I'll give Mike the, the, the benefit of the doubt on that, but the character that I'm seeing so far seems very uncomfortable, very awkward. Uh, now, I'll, I'll concede that the show is, you can tell on, I don't think it was fair what they did to her on the entrance, is because oh, you can tell all the drag queens are told, come out there, if you have a line, say your line, and then pose for, we don't know how long, but an unspecified amount of time so they can capture your stance. Right. And they all do it, and then they just cut appropriately, so it doesn't look like they just st- stood there for a long time. But on this one, on the edit, you can tell that they held on her for a really long time. She so just looked more awkward because she's just literally standing there and doesn't know what to do. So it makes it. I think the. I think she got an unfair edit on that entrance look. But I think what they were emphasizing was something that we already know, which she's just a very awkward person. She's trying to do some. She's trying to bring a weird personality to the show. And I don't know, like, I think she's trying to be like a Trixie Mattel type, but I don't know if it's, if it's clicking. I don't know if it's, if it's hitting the mark. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't like, I don't like it. I'll tell you that. It's almost like if Trixie Mattel and Tammy Brown had, Mm. had a child, like that's kind of that. And I, and I, I get people, I understand why people would want to support her and want to rally around her, especially some of those people that maybe feel like her awkwardness is represents them. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know that this is the the correct forum for yeah. that. I, I feel like it's a choice. It was a choice. <laughs> she has this character. And if you can, if she had committed to it in three looks in, you know, the whole episode, it would have been stronger and maybe more people would like it. I feel like the second look didn't commit to the character at all. Mm-hmm. And so it just feels like inconsistent and weird and awkward. And the the edit, like you said, only helped kind of that narrative. So I hope she's around for a long time. All right. Next up, Nina Bonina Brown. She came in and rapped. I'm not going to try and do, the, but do it, but she said, my name is Nina Bonina Banana Fofana Osama Bin Laden Brown. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, Taylor, why don't you tell us about her and then we'll throw it to Mike. She came in kind of dressed like a Mickey Mouse drag queen with some, uh, you know, ears and had her face all done up in, in mouse paint. And then she turned into a thing I will have nightmares about as a big peach head. Um, and then for her Gaga look, she had on the lace, the red lace dress uh, or outfit that Gaga wore to the VMAs a couple years ago. All right, Mike, what were your thoughts on Nina Bonina Brown? Marry me. I love it. I love everything about it. I think this she has what she needs to win already. I've seen it already. Um, 
in these three looks. I think the hip thing that uh, Taylor brought up with the mouse look is, to me, very interesting and bizarre and weird. And if I'm going to believe she's a mouse, why can't I believe that she's got, you know, these crazy big hips? Um, I like it. I think that the peach look was kind of weird and the makeup was cakey and bizarre, but um, the Lady Gaga look was phenomenal. And I think that she even, like with her hips and with the like large tits and even like when she walked the runway she was like hitting the tits like i loved it and i think that it was enough of her while also looking exactly like lady gaga and i knew exactly what she was going for (laughs) she reminds me a lot of i've already said it my favorite drag queen which is raja like i'm excited to see what happens next i hope i get more face we haven't actually seen her full face on the runway which i'm curious to see what it'll look like if she can you know just tone it down and be a regular beaten face um but that's kind of my perspective all right taylor i I, what we talked about before with the bald i think we're going to get that as far as if she continues with the face painting that eventually they're going to say we need to see you in a pretty look instead of these looks that hide your face we want to see your face we want to see more about you um as much of a, as a disney fan as i am i did not like the mouse look the mouse look was a little bizarre to me um the the peach look i made the joke about the nightmares it, it is it's too cakey but it's original and it definitely gets your attention um i i i, I do want to see she, there's obviously an immense amount of creativity with her and i'm really curious as to what else she will bring in future future uh episodes uh cool. one interesting fact that i had mentioned to did you read that article that i sent you joe about the ranking 100, the all 100 No, I didn't queens. get a chance. I, was, I didn't know that it, it was pressing for the show. Every Well, it's not, but every queen except for one that has won the first challenge has ended up in the top three. Oh. So the only one who won the first challenge on their season and didn't go through was Morgan McMichaels on season two. But all the other ones. So I, I to me, that kind of tells me that they've got an eye on her and that she will. Uh, I think we're going to see her throughout the whole season. So let me tell you this. It's funny that you say that. So first, let me give you my opinion. My opinion, I am nuts about her. I think she is, to me right now at this stage, the strongest contender on the show. I love the entrance look. I love the big hips. I love the mouse look. I'm ape shit over the peaches. I love the Gaga look. That was my favorite look. I mean, I just love every single bit of what she presented on this first episode. Very strong performance. When we were having to choose the top three, for this uh, fantasy league that we're doing, Taylor, I was torn between. I, it kept going back and forth. I was. I knew I wanted Valentina. I knew I wanted uh, Sasha Velour. But I was that third spot was. I was wavering between Nina Bonina Brown and uh, Shea Coulee. And the reason I went with Shea Coulee was Nina Bonina Brown. Since being announced on the show till now, has been such a gigantic media presence she's all over she's getting in fights with people she's on instagram commenting on everything and to me that's not the behavior of someone who's who's in the top three okay does that make sense yeah that's the behavior of someone who didn't make it to the top three and is trying to make their mark bitter and she may have an acid betty kind of edit or cut where like you think she's gonna be super strong and then four or five episodes and she's cut yeah, because if you're top three, you're keeping your mouth fucking shut, even just for fear of you might fuck it up. Yeah, and and she's gotten herself in a number of controversies uh, since 
the announcement. And so that, that, that to me is not top three behavior. She may make it very far, but, and I would love it for her, if her looks continue this way, she should be top three, but who knows what happens. Um, anything else on Nina Bonina Brown? No. Uh, moving on to the last queen. Thank you. Aja. And she came in and she said, your edges are officially snatched. Uh, Aja came, Aja, Aj, Ajita, Aja came in in a trash bag inspired ensemble with the big platform heels. Uh, her hometown look was the other Statue of Liberty look. We talked about peppermints earlier. And then her final look was the dress. I forget who made the dress, um, but it is a almost two flat pieces of fabric that are sewed together to where it makes her look much larger. And um, it almost looks like it's made out of like a wool or a, a wool felt type thing. Um, uh, as far as my feelings on Aja, I know I didn't like her in the Meet the Queens. She did nothing really to help me where I really kind of like her now. Um, she is a, definitely another one that HD is not her oh. friend. She's oh my God. rough looking as a boy and a girl. Um, yeah. Just really, I know that they talk about that. Apparently somebody said that she's the shit in uh, Brooklyn right now, as far as everybody. Sasha really likes said her. that. Yeah. And I, and I've heard and watched a couple of short videos for lip syncing. Apparently she is a, an amazing lip sync artist. So for that, I'm interested to see what she does. But I, she did nothing to really try to win me over this. Nothing that really won me over this episode. Before I throw it at Mike, I'm going to say, I don't know if this is legally possible, but Aja should sue HD. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Okay, Mike? There is, she has something that money can't buy, and it takes a long time to gain, and she's young, and she already has it, and that's confidence. Like, she thinks that she's really great, and I think that that's going to take her farther than maybe the skill that she has and i think the like her face is like an adored delano almost like i don't get it but people get it there are people that get that adored delano is like one of the most famous drag queens they've got right but i don't get the kind of makeup and look but people do so maybe this is going to go far i did notice the the gauges in the ears is something that i'm going to keep an eye on i don't know if you guys noticed it but i'm always curious to see like what what if she needs to look like she doesn't have you know four inch holes in her ears what is she going to do that's a good point take those out or cover them up i guess hair kind of does helps her out but i'm curious there the gaga look was interesting and fun um i've never seen that dress before um, so the side by side, I mean, it was, it is, it is a a good kind of um, mimic of that original look. But you know, whatever. I don't hate her, but um, certainly not uh, my favorite. Uh, on her first entrance look, I'm fine with it, but I feel like we've seen that before. That look, mm-hmm. and I'm just like very whatever about it. I hated the Statue of Liberty look, and I hate the Gaga look. And those pictures that, that the screenshots that we have, the first. The second que- the second one of st- the Statue of Liberty, the screenshot makes it look like you asked her like a really hard question. And then the third one looks like she's just seen a ghost. <laughs> and the ghost is her. So those jokes are for Taylor and I. You know there's other people listening, right? <laughs> no. To me, this show is just you and Taylor. Okay, okay. Um, any other thoughts on Aja? Naja. Okay, let's... <laughs> <laughs> You're right, that's very good. <laughs> I'm nauseated. Yeah, right. <laughs> nausea. I I have nausea just looking at her. 
Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Lady Gaga now. She's obviously the driving force behind this show. This week, Drag Race welcomes its most epic guest judge ever, Lady Gaga. Not only did she enter the workroom as one of the drag queens, she introduced the main challenge and served as one of the judges. On Untuck, she went backstage to deliver thoughtful critiques. Mike Lawson, what were your thoughts on Lady Gaga as a special guest judge this episode? I think we ta- we touched on it already. Um, I love her fan of her i think she did an awesome job on this episode and i am i'm not the first to say i wish she was there every week um i think that she truly understands kind of like what she was getting into it wasn't like taylor said to promote something else or like her agenda was to be there and to actually like appreciate what these talented performers were doing and to kind of give them her advice and wisdom and it was great. I also love the kind of it felt impromptu. You guys can tell me if you thought so or not too. The when, when they started singing the RuPaul song in the workroom all together, I thought it felt kind of like just natural and organic, and um, I just loved it all. Very positive and uplifting, and something that you don't get out of reality TV competition shows all the time. So very good, Taylor Latte. But your thoughts on Lady Gaga? It's funny you brought up the when they were all singing Supermodel because the background song wasn't Supermodel. Oh, did you no, notice that? It wasn't. It no, wasn't. it was one of these where I'm like, why are they playing CoverGirl? That doesn't, but I guess maybe they don't have the rights to Supermodel. I, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, this this was a, as far as them moving over to a new network, this was definitely a way to kind of explode as far as promotion and to say, look, we got we have Lady Gaga on, on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they're not going to be able to keep up with that every week, obviously, but it definitely was a way to get a lot of new new people to check it out and she seemed wait real quick you don't think lisa kudrow next week is gonna be <laughs> i'm just kidding yeah no it's it's uh no um but she, i i really enjoyed her on the show she's somebody that i enjoy her music i enjoy what she does for the lgbt community she seems like somebody i've heard her interviewed like on howard stern and stuff and she seems like somebody for as crazy as the persona is somebody who in many ways is very down to earth and i i enjoy i I enjoyed just watching her watching everything going on around her Mm. very good you know going into this i wasn't the biggest lady gaga fan like i like like i like the hits i don't know any other songs besides the hits I've seen her. She doesn't bother me. I'm fine with her. It's not like a. I'm not a big Lady Gaga fan. Um, but I'm going to tell you, uh, you know, after watching the episode, you know, Larry Flick watched the East Coast feed and he was like, girl, you are going to love Lady Gaga after this episode. I was fine with her. But I'll tell you where I did fall in love with her. I thought she was so great on Untucked. Yes. And I feel they should do something like that every single episode. Either Michelle should go back there or Carson or even Ross Matthews. God forbid RuPaul go back there, <laughs> you know? And because, and you know what? You might say, like, well, they're busy. They're doing things. Did you notice? Did you listen? Do you listen to RuPaul's podcast, What's the Tea, Taylor? No. Mike? I do. So they had a Lady Gaga episode where I always love their podcasting shenanigans where, um, so the, on the Lady Gaga episode, they clearly recorded the big first chunk at another time. It's an hour-long episode. Yeah, and then they go, oh, look who's here! And then Lady Gaga comes in and says she's late, but you can tell they recorded the podcast, and she said, I just saw the girls, I went there, and so you can tell the untucked wasn't, her visit wasn't supposed to be that long. Uh-huh. She was supposed to go do the podcast while the girls were doing untucked and whatnot, and they were going to record that podcast while they had Lady Gaga there, you know? And so... 
Gaga stayed longer than probably she's wanted or that they scheduled her for and untucked to give those critiques. I thought that was really, really awesome. And I thought that was great. And I think they should do that every week because the critiques she gave were, it was literally the definition of constructive criticism. Yes. It was, here's how you can be better. Here are notes. Work on this. And I think that would be amazing on the show if they had someone do that. And it was said, and it was everything that was said. She didn't really have anything necessarily negative to say about anybody. And you could see her, even with the ones that there was criticism when she was on, when she was on the panel, she was trying to say it in a way that was kind. That, you know, we don't necessarily always get that, especially with, you know, Michelle or any of the other, some of the other ones that they have on, that there, there, there just was a genuine kindness and affection she had for these 13 strangers who she'd only really met the day before or whatever, but she wanted she wanted to encourage and to show appreciation and gratitude for everything that they had done to show their appreciation for everything she does. It was just, it was a nice, Mike, we really suggest that we, for all of our listeners really go and find the untucked episode on YouTube. Yeah. It's only like 25 minutes or something. And it's, it's really, it's a very nice way to end the experience of this episode. Okay. Moving on. As the episode draws to a close, RuPaul interrupts the festivities to drop a major plot twist. A former contestant is joining the competition. Just as she approaches the stage, the faces of the drag queens crack and the episode ends. Taylor the Latte Boy. Uh, wait, sorry. Taylor, any thoughts on this plot twist? Uh, I, I like the fact that they're bringing somebody back. I know they did that with Shangela back in three, I think, season three. So the fact that they've gone this long without bringing somebody it it makes it feel fresh again um i know that it's i know who everybody seems to think it is um i don't know who else it could be i don't know who else i would necessarily want to see come back but i'll I'll be curious how how everybody takes it next episode mike lawson i uh, so i've heard the rumors uh that it's cuckoo and I have well, I, I listened to this podcast called RuPaul's Drag Race Recap, where they even played the NPR clip to kind of as proof that it might be cuckoo. And I wouldn't be disappointed if it would it was cuckoo. I wouldn't mind seeing another having seeing her have another go. But um, according to Steve, who is not a RuPaul person, we believe everything we see on TV. <laughs> he's certain it's an African American queen because it was like a darker neck. But I think it was just the lighting and all of that. I don't know. D- didn't it look like an, a darker person than Cuckoo, though? I, darker I, skin? I don't know. I, I've heard this thing about the neck, and I just rewatched it. I, I didn't notice anything weird about the, the skin color. I wonder if it was a lighting yeah. thing. Well, it wasn't Jasmine Masters because RuPaul didn't have sugar cubes in her hand. So, Wow. <laughs> I don't even get that. And she looks like a horse. She looks like a horse. Oh. <laughs> Taylor Sorry. going in on Jasmine <laughs> Masters. Ja- Taylor's here, and he has... He's Taylor Latte Boy, and he has something to say. Um, ladies, any final thoughts on the episode? Mike, you're the guest co-host today. Do you have any final thoughts? Anything? Any points we didn't touch on? Anything you want to, you know, get in there that we didn't cover? Anything? Squeeze it in now. Let's talk about it now. I, my energy and my excitement about this season is less than it was last season, which is sad because I, you know, really appreciate and enjoy this show. Um, I'm certainly going to watch it all and I hope that I start to, you know, fall in love with some of them and get more invested. Um, it's not there yet, but I do feel that this was episode zero. Like you were saying before, give me a real competition episode where we kind of get to pull more out of them. And I hope 
it'll come together. And I can't wait to hear what uh, y'all say on RuPaul's Drag Race in the future episodes. Oh, that's very nice. That's Taylor nice Latte thing. Boy, any final thoughts? I, th- I agree wholeheartedly that I am worried that... Oh, I remember season eight, the beginning of season eight, us being like, yes, this validates us sitting through season seven. And I kind of get a season seven vibe from this first episode, which concerns me. I think that the worst thing... And I didn't think of this until Mike said it. The worst thing that RuPaul did was tell them nobody was going home. Because I think that a couple of them would have fought for it a little bit harder had they thought that, you know, there was a possibility that they would go home. They would have upped their game. And I think that's why this episode was a little bit of a snoozer. But that's interesting. I'm in for the season. (laughs) Hope so. This podcast would suck if you weren't. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Going back to season seven, I think the problem with, I actually think season seven, when you look at it, had a very, very, very strong group of drag queens. The problem with season seven was the quality of the challenges was really, really low. And I think that's where they failed. Because I think the actual quality of the drag queens was really good. Hmm. Um, So better than most seasons. But let's move on. We have an email here from Jamar84. But before we read this email... We have changed our email address. You can still email the old one for a little while longer, but if you want to email the show now, which we encourage your emails, bring the emails on. You can email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. That's dragracerecap at gmail.com. But let's go to this email from Jamar84. Good evening, ladies. I know you are just as excited as I am for this new season. This first episode left a lot to the imagination, and I'm wondering, if there was a bottom two this week, who do you think it would have been, and why? Also, who do you think is the 14th queen? We've covered that last second question. Why don't we throw it to uh, Mike Lawson here. Um, If there was a bottom two this week, who do you think would be in the bottom two? I would say, for sure, the bottom two would include Trinity Taylor. Um, the second one I think is more of, um, a question, maybe Alexis Michelle. I don't, I, the second one, I'm not so sure. Trinity though, pretty sure bottom two. All right. Taylor, the latte boy. I think Uh, Taylor, I think just Taylor. I think it would have been, I think Trinity would have been at the bottom two. And I think either, I think either James Mansfield I'm trying to thumb through them real fast. Uh, or Kamora Black. I think one of the two of them would have been the, would have been the other one lip-syncing for their life. Two bodies. Well, Jamar84 agrees with you, Taylor. He says, with regard to the first question, I think the bottom two this week would have been Kamora Black and maybe James Mansfield, as I think they got the lowest critique. Um, I agree, actually. I, I, in my head, before I read the rest of that email, I was thinking Kamora Black and James Mansfield. So I think we're, except for Mike, all in agreement. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else? Taylor the Latte Boy, we're closing up the episode. Anything you want to add? No, just I'm glad I'm glad to be back doing this with you. Even though apparently I, I answered the phone with anger and piss and Guys, vinegar. Whenever I am you telling you, now that we're wrapping up this show, this Taylor the Latte Boy was so mean. We'll we'll do, throughout the season. We'll get in deeper, deeper into this. Maybe um, he was mad that he sent you an article that you never read. Yeah, really? this is before the article. <laughs> no, this is before the past few weeks, Mike. Where mm-hmm. it's just like, Ugh, what? <laughs> Okay, to be um, fair, I was very sick. And the one night that I was really sick sick and you called, I apologized immediately after I hung up the phone with you. I sent you a text message apologizing. What's funny is that time I didn't even notice. Right, and that was the one time you were like, girl, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, I just yelled at you on the phone. Yeah. Mike? What? (laughs) 
<laughs> well, that concludes this episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Taylor and I would like to thank Mike Lawson for joining us today. And you can find Mike on the Catching Up podcast, which you can find at cupodcast.com. Uh, email us at our new email address, dragracerecap at gmail.com, and find all of our old episodes at dragracerecap.com. So, for Taylor the Latte Boy... Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. So, for Taylor, Mike Lawson, and myself... Mike, do you want to do it? Sashay away until next week. He's not going to put any fun into it. (laughs) (laughs) Just do it, Joe. No, Taylor does it. You want me to do do it? it? Yeah. Sashay away until next week. Want to know what Taylor the Latte Boy is up to at all times? He has his own podcast called Pod Is My Copilot, available on iTunes and at podismycopilot.com. You can follow him on Twitter at PIMC Taylor and also on Instagram at PIMC Taylor. I have another podcast called Catching Up. It's available on iTunes and at cupodcast.com. You can also catch me recapping RuPaul's Drag Race on One on One with Larry Flick on Sirius XM Radio every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Entertainment Weekly Radio Channel 105. Need to see what I'm eating? Follow me on Twitter at Joe Batance. That's J-O-E-B as in boy, E-T-A-N-C-E. And on Instagram at Joe Batance.